Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Fear is contagious, fear spreads, and therefore you're going to want to protect yourself from being in the proximity of fear. If you hang around fear too long, you will catch it, you will pick up on it, and you will also be scared. You might think you're bigger than that, you might think you're stronger than that, you might think you're better than that, but I promise you, you're not. This goes back through millions and millions of years of evolution. If we are surrounded by fear, then we too will become fearful. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Boulder. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Fear spreads. It might be one person that triggers fear and then it might be caught by a second, then a third, then a fourth. Eventually, it will spread to anyone in the vicinity. This is how fear was meant to be. This is how we're meant to respond to fear. At an individual level, if we are in the presence of a threat or a perceived threat, then we are going to get a fear response. It could be subtle fear. It could be complete and utter terror. That fear response is designed to move us away from that threat, to protect ourselves. You've heard of the fight-flight response, but they also call it the fight-flight-freeze response. Typically, however, we don't fight it. Typically, we won't freeze. Typically, what we tend to do is we tend to run away. In our long-ago ancestry, we were in the swamps, little mudskippers, terrified, diving into holes to protect ourselves at the first sign of any kind of threat. As we evolved into early mammals, shrew-like creatures, of course, we scurried around and again, we dug into holes and we hid in bushes at the first sign of anything that could harm us. As we evolved all the way through to this complicated species we call mankind today, that evolutionary response still exists within us. Our natural instinct is to run away, it's to hide. If we can't run away and hide, then we might turn and fight. But typically speaking, if we can run, if we can hide, we definitely will. And that remains in us to this very day. However, this episode is not about fear on the individual level, but rather looking at fear at a tribal level, at a societal level, and the impact it has on the members of that tribe, of that society. I grew up near Richmond Park, and if you know Richmond Park at all, they have heard of deer. And... If you've ever watched the deer, typically they're just grazing, going about their business, just soaking up the sun or the rain, depending on what the weather is. But if a car backfires or if something happens that just startles one or two deer, you'll see those one or two deer bolt. The deer closest to them have no understanding why those first deer or two have actually bolted, but they bolt as well. And you'll see this whole ripple effect, this chain reaction go from that first deer that goes through the entire herd. Inevitably, the entire herd stampede. And at some point, 
one, two, a few of them decide that they've run far enough and they start to stop and then the whole herd comes to a stop and then they continue to graze once again. So what's happened there is that evolution has dictated that if one member of that herd sees a potential threat, the rest of the herd will react because of the deer that did see the threat without having to see the threat itself. This makes complete and utter sense. If you've got a herd, let's say there's 100 deer, you've got 100 sets of eyes. If you have to see the threat yourself, if you're a member of that herd, then of course you're only going to respond to the threat that's immediately in front of you, but you're going to miss all of the other threats that you don't see that maybe one of your herd mates does. So with 100 sets of eyes all looking out for threat, you don't have to see a threat in order to still be safe from that threat because someone else has got your back. Someone else has seen it. What happens is the first deer is startled, fear. That fear response triggers a reaction, run away and hide. That then triggers a fear reaction in the next deer and the next deer and the next deer until the whole herd is acting under the influence of fear. Now, 99 out of the 100 deer don't know why they're scared. It doesn't matter. Evolution doesn't care about them knowing why they're scared. Evolution just cares that the whole pack, or the whole herd in this case, runs away from that potential threat. Now, if the threat was a car backfiring and there was no direct threat to the herd, then there's no harm lost because you're much better off being cautious than you are being brave. So if the whole herd runs and runs half a mile, a mile, whatever, away from that threat, it doesn't matter whether there was a real threat or not a threat. What matters is you're safe. And this happens in all tribal societies. It happens in all pack animals. We are constantly monitoring those people closest to us to get a measure on what's going on in the world or what's going on in my immediate environment. This starts, by the way, from birth. Babies are born and they immediately look to their mother. They're looking to their mother for how to react and how to respond. As the baby grows into a young child, it extends that field of vision to other people in its immediate tribe. So that will be its siblings, it will be whoever it comes into contact with. It's constantly looking at how other people, other members of its tribe are reacting to situations or events in order to learn how it too should in the future react to those events. If mummy's screaming her head off because there's a spider, the baby's not meant to be working out whether or not the spider is a threat or not. It knows the spider is a threat because mummy's screaming, mum's having a fear response. When that child grows up, it's most likely going to have the same kind of reaction to spiders as its parent. This is what we do all the time. We constantly look around. We look at the people closest to us to see how we're meant to react. When a situation kicks off, when there's a threatening situation... You may well be the leader. You might be the one that immediately reacts to what's going on. More often than not, what you'll do is you'll look around at other people. If there's a catastrophe, there may be one or two people that immediately leap into action. However, most people stand there dumbfounded with their mouths open for quite a while, looking around them, trying to work out what they're meant to do. This is tribalism. This is how it's meant to be. Because, of course, if I'm a young child and mum and dad are still alive... Whatever mum and dad are doing is clearly working and therefore I need to replicate what they're doing. Likewise, if I'm a baby or a young child and I see someone reacting to something in a positive way or a negative way, 
then clearly that is the path of survival. That's clearly working for them. I need to pick that up by osmosis. I need to pick that up from them so that I can be safe like they are safe. In the herd scenario, if one person runs, the chances are we should all be running. If one person reacts, the chances are we should all be reacting. And we're always looking around us for how to react and how to interpret things. And the moment we get into something we don't understand, the moment we're in a confusing situation or a fearful situation that we're not used to being in, we will typically look around us. We're looking for a leader. We're looking for someone who knows what they're doing. This is why if there's a burning building and a fireman comes in, he comes in with the uniform, he comes in with that credibility, most people will follow to the T what the fireman says because we're looking for someone to show us the way. The problem we have, of course, with this is whilst it worked brilliantly in our evolutionary past and it works brilliantly if we're in a burning building and there's a fireman there, when it doesn't work so well is when you've got a whole load of fear triggering around you that's triggered by a perception of a threat, not an actual threat. And now we're picking up by osmosis that fear. And now we're triggering a fear response in ourselves. And it's not even a threat that's present in our life. And it's not even a threat that's present in the person that we're picking it up from. So now we're having a fear reaction to something that doesn't require a fear reaction. It's contagious. And right now in the world, we are surrounded by fear. There's things out there that you feel maybe you should be fearful of. There's a lot of the stuff that you're fearful of or you're being told to be fearful of that actually is not a direct immediate threat to you. If you watch the news, for example, it's all threat, 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 all of it. We're being told to be scared of the virus. We're being told to be scared because the economy is getting crushed. We're being told to be scared because we can't come out of lockdown, told to be scared because we can't have a holiday, told to be scared because we can't meet X, Y and Z. So actually what happens is we end up in this heightened state of fear and it's societal fear and societal fear rubs off on the rest of society. So one of the problems we've got in the world at the moment right now is there's way too much fear. Now, that's not to say there's not things we should be cautious about. That's not to say there's not actions we should be taking in order to protect ourselves, to be safe. That's not to say there's not a course of action that you should be taking that you feel is the right course of action given what you're facing in the world right now. What it's saying is we don't need to have the fear. The fear is a primitive response designed to manipulate us to take a certain course of action in order to maintain our safety long before we were able to have a cognitive conversation like this about what is fear. It goes back to our primitive prehistoric past when we had to be manipulated to taking action without us being cognitive enough without us being creative enough to come up with our own solutions. And again, if you're in a burning building, a fear response is probably going to serve you quite well. Run, flee, get out of the building. Someone comes at you with a machete, run, flee, get out of the way. Great. You're in a car crash, your fear response will trigger, it will trigger a whole load of hormone releases, a whole host of reactions and actions that are needed in order to protect you in that set of circumstances. Not necessarily a bad thing. However, sitting at home, in front of your computer, on the phone, trying to run a business, fear is not going to be remotely conducive to you. Sitting at home, raising your children, trying to educate your children, just trying to chill out in front of the TV, hang out with your friends, that's not going to help you. When you're trying to problem solve, if your business is struggling to make money right now, or you're having to tap into new markets or find new ways of doing business, 
or you're just watching the money go down bit by bit by bit and you're starting to get that fear response, okay, that you know what, we're at real risk here. Actually, fear is not going to serve you. Running away and hiding is not going to serve you right now. Neither, by the way, is hiding and neither is actually going to be attacking this thing. Although maybe attacking it would be a better solution than hiding from it or running away from it. But fundamentally, what we need is we need to be creative, problem solving. We need to be thinking. We need to be communicating, articulating. We need to be coming up with new ways of doing things, problem solving. The problem we have, all of these ways of solving our problems, all of these ways, this higher conscious way of living, which is going to give us our best results, it's going to increase our personal performance, are inaccessible to us when we're in a heightened state of fear. It's been said that when we're acting under the influence of fear, we're actually operating at an intelligence level of about 18 months to two years old. Well, you can probably relate to this. This isn't the mild anxiety kind of fear. This is pure terror. When you're absolutely terrified, you can't think straight. You're not rational. And if you've ever been around anyone that's in that kind of real heightened terror, they're not functioning. They're not thinking. You can't even communicate with them. They can't communicate back with you. When we're under other emotional influences, like passion and love and stuff like that, we're still only about five or six years old in terms of intelligence. Our emotions are not the most intelligent way of handling our problems. We want to cognitively, consciously problem solve our way through our life and through our problems. Because if you're 30 years old, you're operating at an intelligence level of 30 years old. If you're 50 years old, you've got 50 years of knowledge and wisdom and intelligence there to call upon in order to solve your problems. If we're operating like an 18-month-year-old or a two-year-old, clearly we can only get the results that an 18-month or two-year-old could. This is not the best way of us living our life. The problem we have, of course, is the world is rife with fear right now. And whilst most of us might not be terrorized and in terror day to day, there is an underlying anxiety that sits in society and has done for the past 10 months or so. And that has an impact on the intelligence of society. This isn't insulting you. This isn't insulting me. This is just how it works in evolutionary terms. When you have a tribe of people all under the influence of fear, you're dumbing down the tribe. And rather than being super creative to solve the threat that they're collectively facing, they actually operate at increasingly lower levels. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we just want to run and hide or we want to run away and flee. Or maybe we're triggered to turn and want to fight something. These are not the solutions that are going to solve the problems that we're facing as a collective community. Just like the deer stampeding. There's nothing lost if a deer runs half a mile and another 99 deer follow it. It's not a problem. But what if you've got a whole society based on thousands, millions of people? And when everyone's having this underlying anxiety, this underlying fear, which is dumbing down society and which is hugely contagious. And you can feel and you believe that, you know, you don't have to get caught up in it. You think, right, I'm going to keep myself away from it. I'm going to somehow not get caught up in the hysteria. I'm going to somehow not get caught up in that fear. The problem is 95 to 99% of everything you think, feel and do is unconscious. So whilst you're consciously saying, I can see this as hysteria, I can see that fear is not going to be the best solution to my current problems, I'm somehow separated from that fear. 95 up to 99% 
of that is still going in unconsciously. You're getting saturated by it. And at some point, there's a real risk that you'll catch it. And then once you start having that fear response, then you too are now being dumbed down and your ability to navigate the world in a creative problem-solving way actually gets diminished. So what you want to look at here is protecting yourself from that fear. And it's so important. Now, I can give you some basic rules of thumb here. The media at the moment is probably one of the biggest sources of fear in your life. And we've never been more glued to media because life is so uncertain at the moment. We're constantly trying to work out what's next, what's coming next. When can we move on? When can we get over this? What should I be fearful of? What's coming to get me? And you might be watching the news thinking, I just want to be informed. The problem you've got is the news has an agenda. That agenda is to push threat. And therefore, we can become fearful by accident. Not deliberately. We didn't watch it be fearful. I wasn't scared of it before. But if we continually consume the media, then inevitably we can find ourselves in a heightened state of fear ourselves. So we want to limit, reduce, or even cut off completely negative news channels. This is incredibly hard right now because we're constantly plugged in to try and work out what's happening in the world around us. We need to cut off the BBC. We need to cut off the mainstream media. We need to limit exposure to those channels or those feeds on Facebook or LinkedIn that also peddle in fear as well. We want to separate ourselves from people, individuals, from groups where fear is peddled through the group or through the channel or where fear is just prevalent in the members of that group. If it's your family or friends, if they're fearful, if they're scared, when you talk to them, if you can hear the anxiety in their voice, if you can feel the threat in them and you can feel that, then that is contagious. It doesn't matter whether you feel that somehow you can protect yourself from that by just being cognitive and conscious that they're having a fear response and it doesn't relate to you. Remember, so much of this is going on at an unconscious level Whilst you can protect yourself to a degree by being in the presence of fear and it not rubbing off on you, if you consistently put yourself into the environments of fear, it will inevitably start to creep in. So we have to be super mindful of where the fear is. Where's the fear versus maybe where's the hope? Where's the positive focus? Where's the positive messages? Because we want to be in that environment. When we're positive, when we're optimistic, when we're feeling good about things, we are at our most creative. It's where we can solve our problems the best. It's when we come together as a collaborative in the best possible ways. We can communicate and articulate our ideas in better ways. We have more empathy. We have more sympathy, more compassion for one another. When we're in a fearful state, the opposite is true. We lack compassion. We lack understanding. We lack empathy and sympathy. We're more hostile. We misjudge people. We're more aggressive, more defensive. We can't communicate and articulate ourselves in the same ways. We're driven to separation rather than coming together and collaboration. We no longer have the ability to function at our highest levels. And therefore, we have to treat fear as the contagion that it is. And if we stop putting ourselves into the proximity 
of the messages of fear and putting ourselves into the proximity of people that carry fear, then we can start to protect ourselves from catching that fear. And if we want to double down on that, we move ourselves into environments and we move ourselves towards people and we move ourselves towards stories and media of hope, of opportunity, of optimism. And then we can protect ourselves. And by protecting ourselves from fear, we're allowing ourselves the opportunity to operate at the highest possible level that we have as an individual. And if we're surrounded by a collective, a tribe of people who are also in that positive mindset, who are also not under the influence of fear and maybe under the influence of hope and opportunity and positivity, now collectively and collaboratively, that unit will operate at the best possible level. I get it's hard. It's tough out there right now. And that's why I'm putting this message out there right now. We have been living in low level anxiety for months and months and months. For some of you, you might be living in high levels of fear for month after month after month. For some of you, you're trying not to get caught up in it, but there's people around you that are so caught up in it, it's very hard for you not to also be in that fear. I've been talking about fear for many, many years. It's something that I've lectured on to business owners, to individuals. I've talked to corporations and business. I've talked to sports teams. Fear is something that will stop you from achieving what you want to achieve out of life. It will diminish and lower your quality of experience of life. It will also diminish your ability to perform at the highest levels to the point if you ever get into real fear and terror, it will shut you down. It will shut you down and it will shut you away from other people. It will completely inhibit your ability to solve your problems in a creative, cognitive fashion. Instead, you'll be trying to hit something, run away from something, or you'll be trying to hide from something. So in a world of fear, in a nation of fear, in a media that's saturated with fear, in a society where fear is running riot, it's absolutely imperative that we protect ourselves from that fear. That we put ourselves in environments, we put ourselves in the proximity of information and education, we put ourselves in cultures where we're not in fear, we're creatively problem solving, we're tackling the issues, the challenges that we face with empathy, compassion, creativity, collaboratively together. That's how you're going to get the best results. And it's completely the opposite to what we're seeing in the world around us right now. Nice one. Thank you for listening. Fear has been a subject I've talked about for the oh, best part of two decades now. It's absolutely the killer of dreams. It's the, it's the killer of creativity. It could even be the killer of your business and it could be the killer of your experience of life. You want to get yourself out of fear. You want to make sure you stay in hope, you stay in optimism. That's not to say you're living in some fluffy cloud version of the world where nothing's going wrong. That's not what I'm saying. You can absolutely have your feet on the ground and still not be in a constant state of fear. You can remove yourself from those environments that have an agenda, if you like, to instill that fear in you. It's no one's fault that fear is spreading other than those that are spreading the fear. The rest of us, we're just catching that fear. It's contagious and it's running rife. And we need to put a stop to it for a whole host of reasons that I've outlined on this episode. 
If you're interested in getting yourself in an environment that is full of positivity, that's completely grounded in realism, but also where people are absolutely transforming their businesses, transforming their lives, then please do go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. We absolutely pride ourselves on creating environments that are creative, compassionate, supportive. They're also driven, where we hold you accountable to doing what you said you were going to do, where we support you through the tough times, we celebrate with you through the good times, and where fundamentally everyone is on the same journey, the one of trying to improve themselves and improve their business and improve their life. Last year, we had unprecedented success despite all the challenges that many of us had in business. We had businesses that went from being wiped out at the beginning of lockdown in March that end up having the best year ever by the time they got to Christmas. We had businesses that took many months through the summer to rebuild their business back from nothing, only to go on to be doing five times the turnover they were pre-lockdown. Whilst at Success Groups, we give you the education, we give you the motivation, we give you the goal setting and the accountability, we give you the ideas, the creativity, in order to go and create the business that you want. A huge part of our success comes down to the culture we've created and comes down to the tribe that we've created and the positivity that exists within that. It's an incredibly powerful thing and that's the kind of environment that you want to surround yourself with. Please go and check out what we're doing at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. If you're ready to have a conversation with us, just to chat through what it is you're trying to do, what current challenges maybe you're facing right now, and how we might be able to support you to take you and your business to the partner in life and in business, Tracy Miller, would love to have that conversation. You can reach her at Tracy with an E dot Miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll put the links in the description of this episode. I'll also put the link there to some other resources to help you on your ongoing journey of entrepreneurial success. Keep yourself away from fear. Keep yourself in hope. Keep yourself in optimism. You thank me for it later. I'll see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 